It is finished. As we have just heard in the Passion according to St. John, this is the last thing Jesus says before he bows his head and gives up his spirit. As John wrote this in Greek, this phrase is actually only one word, finished. It means not so much it's over, all done with, my suffering is now past, death is coming away to take my pain. Rather it means complete, accomplished, fulfilled. I have done what my Father sent me to do. My purpose is fulfilled. I have fully accomplished God's will and completed the task. I have fully achieved what I was sent to do. When someone repeats to us the last words of a dying person, those words carry great power. In this last word of Jesus, finished, John conveys as forcefully as he can that what Jesus came to do was to die. There were many other things Jesus did, each one of infinite value, but the work he came to do finally was to die. Of course, Jesus came as a teacher. John treasures Jesus' teaching. Wisdom incarnate came to teach us God's way and to live it out clearly so that we could all see what his words meant. He is our ultimate teacher and example of what it means to be in God's image. But the problem is not that we don't know right from wrong and need a teacher. It's not that we're slow learners and need yet another teacher. We've had plenty of good teachers. We've had lots of good advice. The problem is that we've spurned it. It's not that we haven't been told. We just haven't listened. All through the earlier chapters of John, we are shown Jesus teaching, but not one of his lessons ends with him saying, finished. Teaching is not enough to complete the work that Jesus came to do. Like all witnesses to Jesus, John rejoices in the divine radiance of Jesus' miracles, his signs, as John calls them, the good works of healing and liberation and feeding, by which Jesus not only helped people who needed help, but did it in a way that clearly revealed God's wisdom and goodness that revealed who the Son of God is. From water turned to wine at a poor couple's marriage, to a dead friend raised and restored to those who needed him so badly, Jesus showed us God as infinitely generous, the giver of life to those who need God most. But every one of Jesus' deeds of divine power, each of those signs, is incomplete. They were signs of something more, something lay beyond them, something radical. Good works are epiphanies of God's love, but they are not the heart of the matter. Jesus did not end any of his signs by saying, finished. Only this one work, this death. If that is true of Jesus' works, his teaching, the good things he did, 
If none of them finally accomplished what had to be done to save the world, to bring eternal light out of darkness, if only his death did that, which is the witness of every one of the four Gospels and of every New Testament writer and of the whole church in all times and all places, if nothing that Jesus did up until his death upon the cross accomplished God's salvation, then among others, there is one unavoidable conclusion. If Jesus' faith and Jesus' works didn't do it, it is for sure that ours will not. We cannot make things right with God by our own insight or savvy, our good faith or our good deeds, by anything we believe or anything we can do. Here I'm not referring to the obvious obstacles, to the sin that pollutes and destroys, but rather to our highest aspirations and best works. Yes, we do want to be lights in the darkness, we want to be good. Sometimes we are flashes of light in this dark world. Sometimes, by God's grace, we do accomplish things that make a difference. The achievements we win by thought and work are substantial. Poems perfected. Businesses built up. Geologic formations traced. Racism exorcised from a neighborhood. Children raised dishes washed and put away. I'm a professor part-time, and I can tell you that there are even term papers written that are insightful. There are even official school policies drafted that make sense and do not let blood. Sometimes. Of course, all those achievements are riven through with one kind of wrong or mistake or imperfection even our best is a mixed bag. But on this day, we do not even bring that mixed bag. Before Jesus' cross, even at our very best, we stand with empty hands, redeeming the world, reversing the entropy of death, undoing the heritage of evil. Nothing we do can do that. That fact is marked very strongly by a striking fact about the liturgy today. This is not a celebration of the Holy Eucharist. Every other day in the year, we may and we do stand at the Eucharist with Christ as part of his body, included in the sacrifice he made once and for all, receiving the gift and responding in shared sacrifice. We bring all that we are and all that we have to God at this table, bread and wine, fruit of the earth, work of human hands. But this day, Good Friday, is the only day in the church year that we are never allowed to offer the Eucharist. We offer no sacrifice this one day, not even the one that makes present the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. The cross is something that God did in Jesus and not something we can do or ever could. Jesus' death itself, all by itself, alone, without us, without anything we can do, is what accomplished, fulfilled, completed, finished God's work of salvation. Every other day, 
we offer ourselves with him in response to him. This day his work stands alone. What Jesus finished for us all, he finished once for all, alone, and he did it by dying on the cross. All we can do or need to do is let our hands fall empty and open them to this sheer gift. No one understands this, how the death of the Son of God and Son of Man is the hinge on which the renewal of all things turn. Even the angels cannot see into this luminous darkness. But what Jesus said as he handed over his spirit and died is true. It really is finished. What only he could do, he has done. We and the whole world are reconciled to God. What no teaching, no miracle, no life of achievement and goodness could accomplish, Jesus' death is fulfilled. Because of him, because of him, love is stronger than death. God has overcome sin and death and the devil, all that separates us from God and that ruins his world. That is why you and I do not need to earn God's love. That love is ours, free, just as we are, today with empty hands. That is why, in the first prayer book, Thomas Cranmer so long ago put these words at the very heart of the service of the Holy Communion. We thank God that in God's tender mercy, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thereby his oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. There is nothing more to do. We cannot save ourselves or others from sin and death. We do not need to. It is here, in this death and this death alone, that Jesus said, finished. It is complete. It is accomplished. The work is done. God's loving purpose is fulfilled. Finished. Finished.